This is Good News Friday with David Shibley. I was a very privileged child growing up. No, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had a tremendous, enormous amount of love in our home. And I also had a dad who walked the walk. He not only preached the gospel, he lived the gospel. He lived a transformed life through Jesus Christ. And I am so grateful that during these four podcasts in this month, I've had the privilege of sharing him with you and bringing back some of these messages from a long time ago. This particular message was recorded in the early 1960s. And I pray that this message by Warren Shibley will have a powerful impact in your life. Now, let us look into the Word of God, the second chapter of Titus and the 11th verse. Notice, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the grace of God, this is preceded in the Greek by the definite article, God's wonderful, the grace of God. You say, what is grace? Grace, the word in the Greek is chorus, and it means the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. We didn't deserve it, but God sent it to us nevertheless, and he extended his marvelous grace in the matter of redemption by taking your sins in mind and heaping them upon his own lovely son, the Lord Jesus Christ, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy, his grace, his kindness, he has saved us. Now, the grace of God that bringeth salvation unto all men hath appeared. This is the structure in the Greek. This is a little faulty here in the King James, and I feel it does not bring out the actual truth. This grace brings salvation to all men. Care not whether it be Jew or Gentile, whether it be bond or free, to everybody, male or female, it makes no difference. And friend, from the Word of God, this cannot possibly be an exclusive thing. This is for everybody. God so loved the world. That word world is cosmon, and it means mankind. And thank God it isn't something that is exclusive. You know, some people preach it's exclusive, and others preach it's irresistible, and this, that, and the other. But you know, the Word of God plainly declares ye do always resist 
Many people resist the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. But thank God if we come and receive what God has done in his testimony concerning his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who brought salvation for all men. Out of the darkness, you know, in this mystery was hidden from other generations and from other ages. But thank God now, God has out of the dark night brought a light. And that light is the light of the world. Thank God, Jesus and the grace of God hath appeared, and it's for all men. Now, I want you to notice a little further as we go into this. And I hope you're turned to, in your Bible, to the second chapter of Titus and to the 12th verse. Notice, teaching us. Now, this word, teaching us, in the Greek, I noticed, is very illuminating. It isn't the word didasko that's used for teaching at all. It's a different word. The word is the same word that is translated chastening us. And a better word for it is disciplining us. Now, many people don't believe this. You know, they teach disgrace. And they teach that grace is a license to sin. You can just do anything. But here we find that the true grace of God, when it actually appears to a person, it will discipline them. Yes, friend, it has a disciplining effect, and it brings some responsibility with it. You know, if any man be in Christ, I assure you of one thing, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It doesn't cost you one thing to be saved, and you are saved absolutely by no merit whatsoever of your own. But once you are the recipient of God's grace, according to the Word of God here, it begins to discipline you. And friend, if it has not had a disciplining effect upon your life, then I would examine myself to see whether or not I be in the faith or not, because this is the definite word of God from the original Greek that this grace of God that brings salvation for all men, it has appeared, and it's for the purpose to discipline us. You see, the whole world is contrary to God. Yeah, Jesus said that the devil was the God of this age and the prince of this world, and certainly he is, and the whole setup all over the world everywhere is absolutely contrary to God. Paul calls it this present evil world, and the reason why you've been made a recipient is of the grace of God is that you henceforth live no longer unto yourself like the world does, but you live unto Jesus Christ. You live unto him. And regardless of what men say, this is the word of God. This grace of God begins to discipline your life. We teach absolutely the security of the believer. We're talking about one who has been born again, who has passed out of death into this marvelous light. And when we become the recipients of the grace of God, it begins a disciplining in our life. You know God's highest purpose for you, friend, I care not who you are. If you are in Christ, he wants to conform you to the image of his lovely son. Thank God he sent him as an example. He wants us to live as he lived, to be as he was in this world. And so this is 
what the grace of God, it, it's not the Word isn't teaching at all. The Word is disciplining us. What? That denying ungodliness and worldly lust. I noticed that was in the aorist tense. Friend, this ought to be done once for all. We say an eternal goodbye to the things of the world. Thank God, the worldly lusts and the ungodly things of this age, and we begin to live unto Jesus Christ. Notice that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. This is why the grace of God has appeared to us. That's why that God has begun to discipline us and bring us to the place where we can be a vessel that is meet for the master's use and truly furnished unto all good works. It's in order that in this present world we can live soberly and righteously and godly in order to be an example. You see, there is no Christian that lives unto himself. We are living epistle known and read of all men. The Bible plainly says no man liveth unto himself, and your life is bound to influence somebody. You believers listening to the broadcast, you think the sinner out there gets the Bible and starts reading the Bible? He won't read any part of it, but I'll assure you of one thing. He watches every move that you make. You name the name of Christ, you're his Bible. He identifies and associates Christianity with you. That's why that we are to watch our walk. The Apostle Paul, he is so wonderfully, brings us up into our heavenly standing. And he brings us into the heavenlies in the book of Ephesians. But it isn't long until he begins to drive hard on the walk. How we are to walk in wisdom towards them that are without. And friend, you cannot disassociate the practical phase of this so great salvation. Thank God he saved us for a definite purpose so that we'd live righteously and godly and soberly in this present world. And the thing that would be an antidote to the influence of the world is this. And I want you to get it, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing. This is preceded by the article also in the Greek, and it very definitely couples the hope and the appearing together. And certainly that's the hope of a believer. You're not hoping to be saved. You've been saved, and you're saved eternally. I give them eternal life, but our hope is that blessed appearing, oh, bless his sweet name, his glorious appearing, and this is called the blessed hope. So as we look for Jesus, this hope has a purifying effect upon our lives. He that hath this hope set in him, he purifieth himself, even as in God's reckoning he's already pure. So we see what the grace of God does. It doesn't definitely discipline us towards ungodliness, but it disciplines us and it has that effect on our lives so that we can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present evil world. Surely has been good to be with you on this coast-to-coast -coast broadcast, and will you please listen while our brother Ross McKissick gives you our mailing address. We certainly need your help, and I'd appreciate it at this time. God bless every one of you is our prayer. You know, through the years, I have had people contact me saying, it was your dad who was preaching when I came to faith in Jesus Christ, or 
your dad personally led me to faith in Christ. As I have shared my father's heart with you in these old broadcast tapes, I pray that you've heard a heart of compassion, compassion for you, wanting you to know the same life that my father not only experienced, but is experiencing this very day in the presence of Jesus. Jesus will give you both abundant and eternal life. That's what these messages have been about this month. And it's my prayer that you will come to Jesus today because he changes everything. And that's good news Friday and every day. This is David Shipley. Thanks for listening to Good News Friday with David Shibley, founder of Global Advance. To find out more about what it means to follow Jesus, visit chataboutjesus.com. That's chataboutjesus.com or call 888-NEED-HIM.